Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I saw where Tim Tebow, Alex Smith, and Ryan Leaf among the first-time candidates for the College Football Hall of Fame. That was announced on Monday. And Ryan Leaf happened to be in uh, town. The ESPN College Football Analyst also works for SiriusXM. Westwood One, Sky Sports, the former NFL quarterback, number two pick overall. All right, rank those quarterbacks. Tim Tebow, Alex Smith, Ryan Leaf in college. Tim Tebow's probably the, the greatest college quarterback ever to play, I think. Okay. I just think he's the the, the epitome of a college superstar quarterback. So I think he's the best that ever played that position. I really but- do. How did he not stay in the NFL? Well, I think you know. You've been around long enough. You've seen situations just like mine that it depends on where you go, how you deal with things. But you had talent. You don't think he had talent? Not to throw the football. It was it was different. It was. But if you go back to college, he found ways to get it done. He found ways to win a playoff game in the NFL. I mean, he, he found ways to get it done. You're exactly right. He wasn't a pure passer. So uh, you needed somebody to give him a shot. And just teams were not at some point willing to give him any more shots. And that's that's just the nature of the business. But how do you throw for 10,000 yards, but you can't throw, Ryan? Uh, that, that's an interesting concept. <laughs> I mean, we've seen a ton of college football players that have been incredibly good uh, uh, that just haven't been able to develop at the next level. They didn't have the same type of uh, acumen as they did in college to advance at the NFL. It's just it's just the nature of the beast. But his, but his throwing motion is not good. It felt like it's labored. It looks labored. I think a lot of lefties look labored in their throwing. If you look, it just look, I mean, even Steve Young, even though as pure passer he was, it almost kind of looked labored. And I don't know why, uh, but we've, I think you and I have talked about this before in terms of left-handed, left-handed quarterbacks and what that means. And, and in particular, a couple of years ago when I was on the show talking about the, the Tua Burrow-Herbert draft. Well, you look at Kenny Stabler, you know, uh, left-handed quarter. Michael Vick could throw a football. Yeah, he didn't look labored at no, all. No, 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 no. He could throw. But Tua, Tua labors. Yeah, it, it is. And, and I always thought that was going to be a bit of a struggle for him at the next level. But he has got some weapons now. So, I mean, there's no, there's no excuse when this season's over if it doesn't work out, right? I mean, Tua's, you're going to move off that spot. Uh, you know, and, and and find a new quarterback. But what would it take for the Dolphins to look at two and go, we're gonna we're gonna keep this together? Like, what numbers or progress with the team do you think you need? to I see? think they'd have to win the division. Those are high expectations. I believe they'd have to win the division to to be in that, and they have to go up against the likes of Josh Allen. And, yeah. I mean, if that's really tight, if they're able to knock off Allen, and it comes down to it, and they get in as a wild card. Um, and he's improving year in. I just don't know if anybody, after what they've gone through the last two years and kind of the backstabbing that's gone on, I don't know if anybody has any confidence in anybody else. 
right now. Certainly ownership hasn't shown that. Yeah. Yeah, I just wonder with Tua that he does have weapons. He got Waddle and now you have Tyreek. Um, yeah. Maybe they're so open that he doesn't have to fit it into those tight windows. He's incredibly accurate, though. That's the one thing I took away from what he did in college. His guys were wide open. Don't get me wrong. But he was accurate with the football. So I still believe that's still in him at this level. Arm strength overrated or underrated in the NFL? Uh, it's overrated. Uh, it's special when you have it. Josh Allen being, in particular, Patrick Mahomes. But as you see in other positions, other players, I mean, Tom Brady's arm strength isn't necessarily overpowering in any way. But if you look at that last touchdown to Mike Evans in the playoff game, he didn't hesitate on throwing it you know, 50 yards down the football field and hitting him in stride. So he still can get it done for what he needs to. And that is, he's a perfect showcase of, of doing it the right way with not the elite arm that, that a lot of people ooh and ah when they go to the combine. How much do you think today's NFL and the rules in protecting a quarterback have played into Tom Brady's longevity? I think it's been a big part of it. It really has. I mean, I, I look back at Bruce Smith and Reggie White planting me into the ground and Derek Thomas, and I'm like, that would never happen these days, right? Um, but you got to give him a ton of credit in what he's done and how he's transformed his body and the nutrition, the aspect, all those things that he has done. He's put in the work, and then the rules have compensated uh, to help bring him along that he can be 45 and play professional football. I can't believe it. My last collegiate football game was against him in the Rose Bowl, and he couldn't even get on the football field, yet he's still playing. And I like, you know, I have to to get up an hour in advance and do calisthenics to make Gosh, sure I can if walk. I would have told you back then, you're playing at Washington State, you're playing Michigan, and you're the star. <laughs> and if I would have said, hey, Leaf, you know who the best quarterback is in the Rose Bowl? That guy right over there who's not even playing. Me and Coach Price, uh, we have an ongoing joke that we, we always would stand on the field and look at the other quarterbacks warm up beforehand. And I remember telling Coach Price at the time, see that guy wearing? And he was wearing number 10, Man. Brady, you know, you know, toothpicks coming out of his shoulder pads. I'm like, Coach, that's going to be the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. That's <laughs> uh, interesting that he, Coach doesn't remember you saying that. I didn't say that. Yeah, and of course yeah. you did. Um, <laughs> we had no idea who he was. You know, we were, we were focused on Charles Woodson in that defense, which is rightfully so. But Brian Greasy played a heck of a game that day. It was a wonderful Rose Bowl. But it's ironic. Yeah, he was, he was on the field. Uh, you know, and then everything that happened. Um, have, you, have you had a chance to watch the man in the arena yet? Some of it, yeah. I, I sat down during the, the pandemic here and, and just, just devoured it. And it's um, from, a, from a guy that wasn't able to succeed at the thing he's been great at. It's so interesting to watch it and, he's, and see him um, have success because there's a lot of the things he thinks about and does now that I've, that I've put into my life, the way I use uh, my new brain chemistry and things like that. So it makes a lot of sense uh, on, on how much success he's had. What advice would you give Baker Mayfield? Uh, I, I continue to, to do what he's doing, right? I mean, do not, do not waver at all. They, he's the one who has all the leverage right now. They've already said, you know, Deshaun Watson is the adult in the room, apparently. And so stay strong, um, you know, get your money and get a chance somewhere else eventually. I don't know how this is going to play out. They have to release him. They, he can't be on this roster next year. But what if you find out Deshaun Watson suspended for the first eight games of the season or the entire year and you're Baker Mayfield? I, I, I want to play. I would think it allows he knows the you to audition. You what can... would be the best possible scenario for, for Baker Mayfield to play in an offense that he knows? Yeah. Is Kevin Stefanski going to play him after all that's gone on? Have all the, 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 the crap he has taken this offseason and dished himself? How is this going to be any bit non-chaotic it may be less chaotic if uh baker mayfield starting than it would be if deshaun watson starting but it's going to be chaos and they're not going to have a chance i don't think to be successful if baker mayfield's the starting quarterback in cleveland the team that should trade for baker mayfield um i'd like to see him go someplace where he could he can maybe sit but i do think carolina is a place that still can i am a big fan of sam darnold i still am i still believe he has something in him I just somebody needs to give him the right the right opportunity, and I'm hoping that happens in Carolina this year. But if it doesn't, uh, I think that he has a chance to go there and, and maybe kind of Mitchell Trubisky it. And uh, I don't think he has the ego to Mitchell Trubisky it. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I think it, it, that would be like really he's difficult. He's a star in his own mind, and I can and I can relate to that because 
when I was in Seattle and Mike Holmgren had me with Matt Hasselbeck and Trent Dilfer and asked me to, hey, sit, learn, you know, be the third string quarterback. My ego didn't, wouldn't allow it. I'd always been the starting quarterback, Dan. So how was I going to be anything else? In my mind, I was just like, I'm, I'll quit. I quit. And that's what I did. So I, I get. Wait, you quit instead of being the third string quarterback? Yeah. I could have played for, I mean, look, look at what backup quarterbacks make these days no, and play for years, right? Yeah. My ego, my pride, my pride was so overwhelming. And I was so sick at the time. I was so mentally ill. I was so depressed. I, I couldn't admit to Coach Holmgren and say, hey, I'm really struggling here. Can you help me? Instead, I just said, I'm, I'm gone. We're talking to Ryan Leaf. He works for ESPN doing uh, college football games. Also works for Sirius XM, Westwood One, Sky Sports, and of course the uh, former number two overall pick by the Chargers 1998 draft. NIL, when you were at Washington State, how would you have handled money at Washington State? Well, I, it probably would have exacerbated the character defects that would come later when money came, earlier, and maybe gave me a chance to learn. And But... Uh, I was talking to a, an individual about my time in college the other day, and I was looking for some negative things, like some red flags, some things that, without hindsight, you know, hindsight's easy for people to go back, oh, I, that's, that was, there, there wasn't that. People didn't think that. I won. I was competitive. I think the biggest red flag and the only one that maybe existed is I wasn't a captain. Why isn't the quarterback who's the leader of this team, supposedly, why isn't he the captain of the football team? That may have been the biggest red flag. Other than that. Why weren't you the captain? Um, I wasn't well liked. You know, I, I, I didn't work as hard in the weight room and things like that. Things came easy to me. And I just expected maybe more from my teammates than they thought I gave back in return. And so, and the two guys that were voted captains were, were, were well liked. You know, I was named captain for the Rose Bowl. I think that was more of a doing for Mike Price because of, of what we had accomplished and got there. But you know, I think that's that's a that's something that um, that scouts and um, coaches look at now when they're going through the draft process. If that's the case, I always think of Draft Day, the movie, the Cleveland Browns with Kevin Costner, and they passed on you know the quarterback O'Callahan because he wasn't the team captain and wanted to know why he wasn't. And uh, so I always think about that when I is that based on you? I. I didn't get any royalties from it. I know they. I know they say my name, and I know Jennifer Garner. I wonder if Jennifer Garner even knew who I was when she when she's like when she's made the comments. I'm going to say no. Yeah, probably not. But, but she knew Tom Brady. Yeah, of course, everybody yeah. knows Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, maybe it was. Who knows? I didn't. I, like I said, I didn't get any. But how much does arrogance play in the role? Or and maybe arrogance isn't the right word. But like, do you need to be arrogant? To a certain degree, I think there's a fine line between what you call arrogance and maybe just, just you know, total confidence in what you can do. Like Dan Marino, to me, had an arrogance to him. Like he wanted, he he just had that attitude, and I did too. Elway, I did too. And for the when I was successful, the difference is is there's individuals who can have that swagger, can have that arrogance, and fail, and still find their way through it. When I failed, like. I blew the whole thing up, right? I was I was going Mach ten, you know, with my hair on fire and, and taking everybody with me. If you if you weren't with me, and that's the difference. And so when I'm out, you know, when I'm out speaking all the time now, I talk about that. I'm talking about it's it's not about the circumstance anymore. It's about how you deal with it. Period. And there are a ton of individuals, I think, at the quarterback position that deal with failure tremendously better than than those of us back then, me in particular. Because that's what I wonder about Baker Mayfield. Is he wired to be a backup? Is he, can he hit a reset button, given that personality, the chip on your shoulder? I mean, Ryan Tannehill did it, but Ryan Tannehill was wired differently than Baker Mayfield. Jameis Winston was able to sort of rewire himself. Marcus Mariota didn't have to rewire himself. It's the same kind of personality there. But, I mean, those are examples of ones who could and ones who couldn't. Incredibly difficult, especially when you're that high of a draft pick. The expectations that come with it. Yeah. It's going to be hard. I think it's going to be hard for Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. I think it's going to be hard. Uh, you know, you know. I think Jameis Winston was coming along last year before the injury, but I think that's incredibly difficult unless you're able to humble yourself. If he's able to do that, which I think a lot of people who know him or see him from afar, 
don't believe that's possible, then I would expect the guy to maybe bounce around and be a journeyman or maybe even just be out of the NFL. The 49ers situation, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out because they're playing a dangerous game here. I think Garoppolo needs to stay and be the quarterback there. I think he's a good quarterback. He's not great. He's good. Trey Lance, I just don't think he's ready, and I don't know why they went all in on him. Yeah. And when you go all in, we want to see you right away because it's like, we went all in on you. You better – I mean, his nickname is One Play Trey because he had one play so far in his NFL career. I got a little – I hadn't heard that one. I'm a, I'm a little concerned about that. I would be concerned, too, if you're 49ers fans out there. This guy could could be the number three overall draft pick and not playing his first two seasons, right? And when they moved heaven and earth to get it done. I'm with you. I'm a big Jimmy Garoppolo fan. You know, I, I battle with people who uh, – he's a guy that's played in big games now. He hasn't made the big plays in those moments, and that's why the criticism can stand and can hold because in the biggest moments of the biggest games, he hasn't come through. It's a big reason why teams who watched him – overthrow that pass in the Super Bowl against Kansas City, understand what they have to do to get to the next level at the quarterback position. And that's why you see such big moves to get it done. So um, I don't think, I think it says, speaks volumes and says a lot more about what Trey Lance has been in San Francisco than what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo, to be honest. When you're Matthew Stafford and, and you, I'm not going to say get out of jail, you get out of Detroit and, and you get a chance to play with, you know, some really talented players there. Like, I don't know if he, he, do you try to do less because you tried to do more in Detroit? And, and you know, that, that can be kind of a dangerous approach to the game. And I think there were some growing pains midseason. I called, I called the Tennessee Rams game, a Sunday night football game after Derrick Henry had um, uh, got injured and was out. And I was looking all week at how this Titans team was going to be able to, to slow down, first off, Matthew Stafford in this offense and then do anything offensively against that great defense. And, you know, to your point, Matthew Stafford tried to do way too much. He tried to be the Detroit version of himself. And when talent is around you, you don't. You have to just do what you do naturally. And we saw that come out in the Super Bowl. A couple of those throws late in the game, that was the, just the let it rip, let it go Matthew Stafford. And in that game I called, Kevin Byard just – just knew what was going on, and he took advantage of what Matthew Stafford was trying to accomplish in terms of being Detroit Matthew, and they got beat at home. And I was just astonished when I was uh, in the booth there that night. But that's what Sean McVay allows for Matthew Stafford, just to be him, and they can win. Don't try to be more. Be who you are. The talent is abundant here in Los Angeles. Aaron Donald is always – he's an interesting case study because he went in the mid-first round. You know, you look at his draft profile, six foot tall, you know, all this stuff. But we we keep looking for the next Mahomes, the next Bosa, the next, the next, the next. I haven't heard anybody say we're looking for the next Aaron Donald. I mean, it's it's hard to. These diamonds in the rough um, are, are there for a reason because they, they've been successful, right? You, you don't I'm the prototypical I'm the prototypical size arm strength of a quarterback, physicality-wise. Aaron Donald isn't. He's not He's not what you look for, and that's not the number one overall draft picks on the defensive front, right? You don't have these pass rushers, the likes of Trayvon Walker, who went number one this year. He doesn't look like Aaron Donald. He looks like a beast. He looks like Michael Strahan, right? That's what they're searching for. If you are able to find a guy like Aaron Donald, by all means, but I don't think they, they don't grow on trees, so you don't see them being plucked because they don't exist. How many Hall of Famers? Sacked you. <laughs> uh, Strahan, Reggie White, Derek Thomas, um, Bruce Smith. Who hit you the hardest? Ray Lewis. Uh, lacerated my spleen. Oh. In a hub. Do you know in the moment? No. I just thought I, I thought I cracked a rib and maybe punctured my lung or something like that. It was, I was spitting up blood. It was that 2000 Ravens team. And we Ooh. lost 24 to 3 in Baltimore. How good was that defense? So good. Three step drop. Saragusa, those guys were, they were in on me. Rod <laughs> Woodson was playing safety at the time. I mean, I got to play against some pretty good, 
some pretty good teams uh, in the history of football. I remember we were playing Carolina, and it was when Reggie White was in Carolina. And I had one of my better games, but I moved around the pocket one time and got away. And I was being held by my leg by somebody, and I just reared back and threw one about 60 yards down the field to Jeff Graham. He makes a great catch. And all of a sudden, I hear this, this voice as he stands up, and, and everybody knows Reggie White's voice. Damn, leave you a big boy. <laughs> I'll always remember that to this day, you know, uh, rest his soul. So uh, I got to play against some pretty good ones. Yeah. He might be their greatest defensive player of all time. He may be. And that was at the end of his career. Yeah. You know, Julius Peppers probably sits in that position. Luke Kuechly, Luke you could probably say just the, the, the impact. But yeah, I mean, he was a he was a difference maker. He changed the way that position was played. Yeah. I mean, we think of Lawrence Taylor. There, there's a couple of guys you think of with the modern modern day football, modern day NFL. But Aaron Donald's in that conversation. As you know, is he better than JJ Watt? Career wise. Oh yeah, he's won a championship. So okay, but that that that's the measuring stick for me in a lot of ways. Um, and I think it is for a lot well, of people. He avoided injuries too, because yes. JJ's had JJ hasn't. But I mean, how many defensive player of the year awards has is Donald won two? I think uh, two and JJ's got, got three. three. Yeah. So, I mean, you could, you know, apples and oranges there. I just, um, in his prime, JJ Watt, in his ability, his athletic ability to get up and knock balls down and intercept the football and things like that. I mean, they, they made different impacts, but you could compare them. Okay. But at their peak, um, Aaron Donald's just, he's a guy that, that, uh, Aaron Donald has three. Yes, three. Yeah. Okay. Three. They're the same. So they both sat there. Yeah, I, I would say Aaron Donald in his in his prime. Just, just the 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 way he effect, effectively changes the game. JJ did that. Don't get me wrong, but they were able to neutralize him from time to time. It's been hard for teams to figure that out against Aaron Donald. And you got to give Raheem Morris a ton of credit because he was being neutralized in the first half of that Super Bowl. They found a way to get one on one matchups in the second half to set him free and let him loose. It's great to see you, you too. Yeah, I'm glad my family got to see him. MacGyver, I think last time was like one years old. So. Now you really did name your son MacGyver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it fits him to a T. I remember when he said that, Paul, he goes, you'll never guess Leaf named his kid. And I go, uh, Ryan? He goes, no, MacGyver. I go, no, he didn't. He goes, no, he named him MacGyver. Yeah. Was it your idea? This is a funny story. Um, my parents were in town and they were they came over and they said, Let's let's put a list together of names. So Anna, my wife, was, you know, throwing some names against the wall, and one of the names she threw was just MacGyver. Mom chuckled a little bit and laughed, had a little laugh. Uh, and then when we got the list that night, and Anna and I were looking at it, like I go, she didn't put MacGyver down. And uh, I looked over at Anna, and she goes, oh, MacGyver's his name. Oh, so it was kind of a spiteful name at first, and Uh-oh. now it's become like this amazing MacGyver. And my mom's the first to say it's he, it's exactly everybody loves it. It fits him perfectly. He uh, has a lot of nicknames with it. He's going to be a giant. He's going to be like six foot nine, I think. So proud of him, MacGyver. MacGyver. Great to see you, buddy. Thanks for stopping by. It's Ryan Leaf, uh, ESPN College Football Analyst and uh, nominee for the College Football Hall of Fame. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Lightning beating the Rangers. 3-1. They're up 3-2 in the series. Steph will play in game four tonight. Don't know if he's 100%, but then who is? And Boston is favored by four in this game. Uh, Live Tour lives for uh, one day and day two coming up. By the way, the author who wrote that book on Phil, the Rip Roran and unauthorized biography of golf's most colorful superstar, Alan Shipnuck will join us coming up here in a moment. He went over to London for the first day, went to the press conference, at least tried to, and they kicked him out. I'm not sure who kicked him out, but we'll ask Alan. He'll join us uh, coming up. Also, Adam Sandler. Sandman's got a hit movie. It's called Hustle. It's available on Netflix. And Sandman will join us coming up in a little bit. Stat of the day brought to you by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading card to the Dan Patrick Show. Father's Day accessories on sale at danpatrick.com. Up to 40% off select items. Seton, poll question for the final hour on this Meet Friday. We had, uh, for the second hour, we had which city should get an NBA team first. Um, right now, 65% of the votes say Seattle over Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah, I agree. LeBron says that he would like to own a team in Las Vegas. I think it's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. And I say that because the commissioner of the NBA said that back in April to us. Seemed to downplay expansion. And I don't know if it's a relocation or it's expansion, uh, but it seemed uh, Adam Silver was downplaying that. Say good morning to Peacock. Those watching on Peacock, download the app. You can watch for free. We can never charge you for this content. And uh, our radio affiliates around the country, we are set to add Columbus, Ohio, and Nashville, Tennessee. 
And uh, that'll bring us to about 400 radio stations around America. Email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at DP Show, and our phone number, of course, 877-3DP-SHOW. Uh, let's see. Anything else that we uh, need to mention here going into the final hour of the program? I'll tell you, Seat and I were almost about to have a drink there during that commercial no, no, break we there. Can't. We I can't. know, I know. We got tequila out there, but uh, we, we can't until you got about an hour before you can have that. In case you're wondering, and I was, the over-under for Draymond Green tonight, points-wise, over-under Draymond Green. Anybody want to take a guess? Over, under, according to DraftKings, how many points Draymond Green? I hope the Boston fans are in their best behavior and they don't use any of that potty language again. Boy, if you wanted to encourage the Celtic fans to be Celtic fans even more so, you did it. Hey, they were using, uh, you know, profanity out there, you know, classy Boston fans, according to Golden State. How do you do you think they're going to go? You know what? You're right. We've we've learned our lesson. They're going to be all over Draymond Green. And they should be. Because that's what home fans do. I can't imagine if if these Golden State Warriors were alive when I was there in the 80s, the mid-80s, at the Boston Garden when the Lakers came to town. The stuff that you hear, I mean, it was a whole lot worse than what they're yelling at now. Yes, Todd. Nine and a half? Was that too long? Nine and a half? Seton O'Connor. Over under Draymond Green points tonight. Thirteen. Thirteen. Marvin. Eight. Eight. Pauly. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Congratulations, Pauly. You get the first sip of tequila. That's a win. Yes, it is a win. By the way, if you take uh, points, rebounds, and assists, you add them all up, Draymond Green, 20 and a half according to DraftKings. Jason Tatum, by comparison, 39 and a half. Alan Shipnuck, he's been busy here. 25 years covering golf for Sports Illustrated, author of the uh, Phil Mickelson book, the unauthorized Phil Mickelson book, available online wherever books are sold. And I noticed that Alan, there's a picture where Alan was going to the press conference, I believe, and right behind him is Greg Norman, and he's being (laughs) escorted out. And I said to Fritzy, See if Alan will join us here. Alan, uh, did you have a credential for uh, the uh, Live Tour? I did, yes. It, it was a, kind of a cliffhanger. I I had to send three emails, but they finally credentialed me yesterday morning. So I, you know, I was I was certainly entitled to be at the press conference when they when they gave me my credential. The very nice woman here uh, running the press room said, you know, Phil has asked uh, or has made it clear that he doesn't care to speak to you this week. I was like, oh, yeah, it's not really up to Phil. I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I, it's, I'm here to do my job and not cater to the whims of, you know, pampered superstars. So uh, I attended his press conference. I was just standing quietly in the back listening I had one boring golf question I was thinking of asking, but I was kind of doing a vibe check and uh, see, see what the energy was like because it's been a very weird, awkward week in a lot of a lot of different ways. And um, but it just started when when Greg Norman's goons descended on me and uh, tossed me out. So it was, it was definitely uh, you know I've been thrown out of nicer places than the Centurion. Club, I'll say that. But <laughs> what um, what did they tell you? What did they tell you when they escorted you out? Well, they had like three different stories. None of them made sense. So one of them was that I had the wrong credential because they actually, the little <laughs> piece of plastic they give you, um, they had run out of the ones that say media on them. So they gave me one that said production. But a lot of people have that here because there's been more press interest than expected. So that didn't make any sense. Um, and then then they said, well, I had to, that had to be rescanned. Because every time you come and go from the press area, they scan you. But I was already within the boundary, so that made no sense. Uh, they were just they were just grasping at straws. I mean, basically, you know, Norman wanted me ejected because he was he was trying to do Phil's bidding, and they were, you know, these 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 necklace security guys who might not have been you know fully equipped for a. Uh, the subtleties of the debate were, were just coming up with whatever they could to get me out of there. But it, the whole thing was silly. Did you? So you just made eye contact with Phil, but you didn't make any verbal contact. I hadn't even really made eye contact. Like he had just started. He was. I, I think he was answering his first question. I mean, it was like it had just begun, and um, so 
you know, we really didn't. I mean, he, he kind of had that thousand yard stare going where he's kind of looking over the heads of everybody. So I'm not even sure he saw me or knew what was going on. <laughs> I thought nobody um, misses the cut. Like you're the first guy to miss the cut at a uh, live tournament. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, I know there's been a lot of funny jokes like, um, uh, you know, my favorite is that usually usually Norman waits until the final round to eject. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's there's been um, – I mean, the whole thing is just farcical. It's like – I'm just a, I'm just a, a lowly golf rider. This is just a meaningless golf tournament on some level. Like, what is everyone so worried about? These are not state secrets. I mean, I, I'm not out to get Phil. I have no ill will towards him. I just, you know, he's the biggest newsmaker at what's turned out to be a, uh, you know, a changing of the guard in the, in the professional game. Like, it, for, for me to lob one softball at him is, is not going to have the earth stop spinning on its axis. Like, it's just a massive overreaction by everyone involved. Uh, before I let you go, we're talking to Alan Chipnuck, 25 years on the golf beat for Sports Illustrated, author of the uh, Phil Mickelson book, the unauthorized biography. Take me back to when Phil talked about the Saudis being scary MFers. The, was there any on the record, off the record, or any uh, kind of mischaracterization there uh, of, on Phil's part of what was going to be recorded by you? I mean, that call was always on the record. Phil knows that. I know that. For him to say otherwise was, was very duplicitous and just not true. And, I, you know, it's of a piece with what, what just happened here this week. It's like, um, I guess we're learning that if you're mixed up with the Saudis, you don't support an independent free press. <laughs> like, uh, that, that sort of tracks here. And, um, you know, these guys want the money. They don't want any accountability. And um, it's, it's just kind of it's absurd, the whole thing. I mean, uh, for you know, Norman kind of wants wants to run the show. Like he, this, this has been three decades in the making for Norman. Like he tried to get a, a world tour going in, in the early '90s. It's going to be backed by Rupert Murdoch and Fox. He got outflanked by the PGA Tour, and they stole his idea. And he's been stewing ever since. So this is very personal for him, and he's he's trying to stage manage the whole thing in sort of an obsessive compulsive way. But you have to know there's going to be some scrutiny and there's going to be some. Uh, independent reporting and to try and stifle that it, it just tells you you know it's revealing of, of who these people really are and uh, so it, it's disappointing but i guess it's not totally surprising yeah there's a greater concern that it's a saudi-backed golf league banishing journalists um not a good look for them uh are you still well, over- you think they would they would understand that i mean the lack of sophistication it's like they these guys have been taking tough questions all week like one one more golfy question is not going to change the narrative of this of this week. But for them to strong army out of the press conference, and by the way, this is in front of all the other reporters. I mean, it was a, it was a CNN guy who who shot that video, and other people getting involved. It's just so dumb on their part. More than more than anything, it's just it's like it's bad public relations for a, a circuit that desperately needs a, a, a kind of an image makeover as it is because there are a lot of qualms about the Saudi involvement. So you think they would they'd be playing extra nice, but there's just a total lack of sophistication here that um, that incident revealed. All right. Well, play nice over there. Alan, thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks for having me. That's Alan Shipnuck, the uh, unauthorized biography of uh, Phil Mickelson. Yeah, there's a there's a photo of he's being told by security that he's not allowed in there. And Greg Norman is right behind him with his arms folded. It's like, I'm just watching you. Uh, it was just announced that uh, Bryson DeChambeau is going to officially join the live tour. I think we got an idea about this. Now I'm waiting for Ricky Fowler to uh, make that announcement as well. Uh, John in West Virginia. Hi, John. What's on your mind today? Hey, John. Hi, John. Dave in Denver joins us. Hi, Dave. What's on your mind today? Oh, Dan. Hey, Dave. Uh, I had a – can you hear me? Yeah. I had a uh, topic request, a question for you, and a spicy side of the day. Okay. All right. A topic request. Uh, can we learn about these lip tour contracts? I, I keep hearing all these implications and, shit, or, and stuff with the – PGA Tour, but I haven't any details of these little contracts at all. Um, like about what they're allowed to do stuff. Um, and then my question for you is, uh, what's your go-to one-liner joke? 
Um, I don't have a go-to one-liner joke. I'm not a joke guy. I mean, I might be a joke, but I don't prepare a joke. But uh... And then uh, my spicy side of the day is, all right, since uh, 2005, when Wikipedia started recording all the nominations and winners for the Sports Emmy for Most Outstanding Studio Show, uh, the Dan Patrick Show has the most nominations without a win. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you, Dave. And I'm very proud of that. Yeah, Paul. Of any show or any nominee? There's other nominees have been nominated more times than us without wins. I don't know. I don't have a go-to line, by the way. Like like a party joke where you're like, hey, I got a good joke. And no. You do it from scratch? No, I don't. No. Nah. No. I'm more observational humor. Like I might see something, say something. Not going in there and I got one-liners. Does anybody have a go-to joke? Seton? Mm, no. Like mine are dad jokes now. When when somebody goes, uh, how'd you sleep last night? And I go, oh, like this, and then like this, and I just do like poses of how you would sleep. That's that's about it. Yes, Todd. I remember seeing on a Dixie cup. What did one uh, doctor say to the other? What did one tonsil say to the other tonsil? And the response was, "The doctor's taking us out tonight." I always thought that was cute when I was a little kid with those mm-hmm. little Dixie cup jokes. Okay. You nailed it. With the I don't know if that's really a go-to. Yeah, you, 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 you killed it. And even in my old age, I guess I'm just as funny as when I was before. Bubba in Iowa. Hi, Bubba. What's on your mind? I have been waiting to call in and get this good idea, bad idea about my overtime football proposal. Okay. Then you guys haven't talked about it in a while, but you're going to love this one. Mm-hmm. And I base it off of the most exciting part of Mighty Ducks 2. Is that shootout at the end? Everyone knows that. That's the that's the best part. So here's how you do NFL overtime. If I'm in charge, each team gets a possession from the 25 yard line. You got four downs to get in the end zone. If you don't, and the next team does, it's over. If you do, the next team still gets a chance to to score. And if they do, then you bring the kickers out, and from 30 yards, you start walking them back until they miss. And whoever wins. Takes too long. That I think you know they don't want to have more plays. The NFL doesn't want to have you know another thirty minutes. They they're just worried about the number of plays, the time element too. You got to fit in the window for TV as well. But you know you can't do college because college, you know, it just after a while you're like, oh, somebody threw six touchdowns today. They did. Well, yeah, in overtime. Like okay. And let me start you from the 25. I just like sudden death. If you get to overtime, sudden death. However it is, it's sudden death. It's like it used to be instant replay, now it's replay. Overtime used to be sudden death. It's not. But I think once you get there, all bets are off, and you know the game should hang in the balance of winning a coin flip. Sorry, don't get to overtime. Adam Sandler joins us coming up next. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Adams. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soil 
soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names. Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. They got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Sandler's got another great movie, ranked number one. It's Hustle, available now on Netflix. And uh, it's about a down-on-his-luck basketball scout discovers an extraordinary player abroad, brings him back to the United States, and does so without his team's approval. And then the story begins from there. Sandman joining us on the program. You know, when I first saw the movie, and I said this to you, I didn't yes. realize Anthony Edwards was going to be that good of an actor. So the Minnesota Timberwolves, I, okay, how do you find out that Anthony Edwards can act? I mean, you just assumed. Uh, it was, uh, and, and good to see you, Danny. You look handsome. Uh, I, uh, my man, uh, Wancho, those guys were teammates. Wancho called Jeremiah, who directed the movie, and said, I think my, my teammate might want to play uh, Kermit, the bad guy in the movie. And then we all talked about it. And I said, Anthony Edwards, man, that guy's he's incredible. And I knew he was already funny from just seeing him being interviewed and, and just everything he says kind of makes you laugh. And and uh, that was it. They just those two just felt so relaxed together, Danny. So, so you you'd say, try this, try that. It was stuff written. It was stuff that you said, what would you say in this situation? And then they just they just felt loose together. But do you try not to get them to act like how do you how do you talk to them? So because sometimes when you say, hey, act, then you act like you're acting as opposed to trying to be natural. Man, it's ridiculous. Every one of the guys who's in the league that's in the movie, you didn't have to tell them much like they would not freeze up. They wouldn't make it. It wasn't stiff. They were just naturally loose. Everybody would say. Whatever was written, they would say. Fine. Then you say, go ahead, say what you would say. And they'd kind of look at each other. I'd say, I think I'd say this. Go ahead, say that. They they just say it, feel loose, try it. And, and, and uh, just calm. Kyle Lowry, Matisse, all those guys, 
in the gym when they would when they would just say their stuff. You're just like, this is cool, man. And you don't have to do take two. They were just relaxed. Did you find this or did somebody find it to give it to you? Not exactly sure. It was like LeBron's company and, and Maverick, they had it. And Joe Roth, the, they, uh, Joe Roth, he did the water boy with me and, and uh, all these, this stuff. He was the head of Disney when I, and when I did uh, the water boy and I, then I did anger management with Joe and I did a bunch of movies with Joe and his son, Zach, uh, it, it works with Joe now. And those guys all brought me the movie. And then I read it and I was like, wow, this, could be cool as hell, man, because it's it's very real feel, and I'm that I'm at the age now where I'm old enough to be this guy, and and uh, I ain't gonna play. I'm, uh, in my head, I was, and if when we were first doing the movie, Dan, I would I would talk like I was Bo sometimes. The young guy, I'd be like, and then when I take that shot, because I'm so used to being the uh, the guy in the movie that's like the uh, the fake athlete. But I'd be like, oh, no, no. I mean, when, when uh, Wancho takes that shot. <laughs> <laughs> What's the reaction been? I got my favorite t- text last night from Iverson. Alan uh, Iverson texted me that he dug it. That was, a, that was quite a moment, man. And he said he watched it with his kids, and he dug it and uh, just said a lot of nice things. And I told him how much I loved him. And we, 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 he's, he's, you talked to Alan ever? We had him on a couple of uh, weeks ago. He he was great. Isn't he just a gentle, cool bastard, man? I love him. Yeah, he was great. Okay, LeBron's role in this, when the movie gets started, is what? Well, I think that, first of all, they brought me to the movie. They allowed me to kind of do my, my thing and, and uh, start filling out, you know, the director and the, uh, and the feel of the whole thing. And then um the rewrites and we all kind of had a this guy will fetters came on and did rewrites and then jeremiah and um uh zagar became the direct i mean jeremiah first and then will and then all this stuff came together uh and then uh lebron and and um um uh maverick and and this kid spencer who works with those guys they just made sure I mean, they would redraft, make sure it feels authentic. And then also um, the NBA was was definitely much – it was at our fingertips because those guys were involved. They they would get footage, other players, just, just the LeBron name is going to make it feel like, all right, this is going to be a legit movie. When you're a comedian, but this, this isn't a funny movie. Right. But there's funny in it, but – how how tempting is it to add more humor being a comedian? I guess I just was trying to do it like, and by the way, you I, you were in, in on it uh, in the ground floor. I called you up. I told you we're doing this thing. I want your help. And you read it, and, and you, you gave me some great notes on the script and telling me what's good and, and, and what didn't feel like uh, the real deal on it. But uh, I didn't get credited as a producer or well, co-writer i mean i checked i checked the whole imdb i'm not even listed as an actor in the movie well the the uh, netflix thought it would take away from the authenticity they said they mm. said mm. they said dan is you know like at, at this moment in time dan dan will actually just you know make people think of other th- thoughts such as mm. uh new, new jogging uh uh you know uh Anger, anger, angry, uh, ping pong. You're struggling. You're struggling here to say, you know what? I really screwed up, Dan. No, no, no. I never screwed up. By the way, saw the movie in Philadelphia. You came on screen sitting next to my mother. What does she whisper? I love him. (laughs) I love him. (laughs) She's only human. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what you've done with mom, but it's fine. Yeah. She's a good lady. That's Enjoy. my demo. My demo is <laughs> his mother's. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> the movie is Hustle. It's available on Netflix right now. Now, you also shot a movie. Did you shoot the movie with Jennifer Aniston after yeah. this? Yes. Okay. I shot that in uh, Hawaii and Paris, and you were welcome on both. No, movies. I was not. No, you I was said, not. No, you said no to Hawaii. That I is- called you up. I said Eddie Vedder's waiting to hang, and you were like, "Hey, man, I'm just doing my thing." And Eddie kept going, "Is he coming? Is he coming?" 
And, and Danny P's like, I'll get there when I get there. And then I said, okay, you blew us off on Hawaii. You want to come to Paris? You go, I speak English, man. I'm not going. <laughs> that is not, I did not say that. You're, you were a sad man in Paris. You're the only guy I know who goes to Paris and you're sad because you have nothing to do. You're texting me. I know. I miss, uh, I miss my uh, family. And- <laughs> <laughs> okay, when did you go nude swimming? Oh, with Joe Vesey? Uh, no, no, I never went nude swim, swimming. I never, that was all part of a uh, made up bit. But I, in my life, I think I went nude water skiing in New Hampshire one time. All, all, all my friends were doing it. Wait, wait, I, you think you did? It feels like you yeah, would remember. I, I, was, I was 14 or something. And uh, all everybody was getting laughs off the, the nude uh, uh, water skiing. And I think <laughs> I did it. Okay, but you did. I did see the picture of you with your your shirt off. In, in. Oh, well, that was a tough moment for me. <laughs> Danny, didn't you realize there would be paparazzi? I thought because I'm in another country. <laughs> I was in this cool. Oh, they don't have like, cameras there. I didn't think they would care. Everybody was nude running around there. I was like, they don't care about us, a shirtless chubby guy. And then all of a sudden, God damn it. I don't even know where the guy was or the lady was who shot me. I wonder if they thought, wow, that that's an unattractive woman there who's got her top off. <laughs> why why is that, that, that lady have a pizza in the water? Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's oh, that's Adam Sandler. That, uh, yeah, yeah, print it, show it, whatever. No, I was fine in that picture, by the way. If I have my shirt off now, goodness gracious. I think I'm about maybe 40 to 70 more right now. Oh, uh... How Danny, tough. you look good. I saw you stand up. Well, you've been hitting the, the gym. Yeah, you know, I'm just uh, taking care of myself for the next role. That's right. <laughs> When's the next movie that I'm in? I don't know, but you want to be in something uh, this summer? I got to come. I got. I don't really know what I'm doing next. I don't know anything. I, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm doing the Safety Brothers. Oh, would doing they? The Safety Brothers. They would. They. They. they the movie. Well, I'd be cool, buddy. They love you. Would the Safties let me in the movie? They're not giving you a producer credit. They don't give anyone <laughs> No, no, I don't want a producer yeah. credit. Yeah, yes, they would. It, it might make sense. I'm talking to them today. Okay. Uh, yeah, you definitely would crush that now movie. Now, those guys, they did uh, Uncut Gems. Like, they're pretty serious. So are you. You got that sick side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you want me to be like a dark Danny. Danny Darko. <laughs> It's not Danny in this in the Safties. You're gonna come up with a new name, and you'd, you'd be awesome in this thing. I'm, I, I bet they they would be excited. Okay, so you're shooting that this summer? No, I'm not shooting that till like January. I, I'm not doing much. I'm 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 producing this summer, doing some some stuff, uh, going to Toronto. I don't even know, Danny. I don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm getting getting old, man. Waking up, my groin hurts. You got any fixes for the groin? I've been <laughs> got a full groin. I've been doing PT. It's it's gets better than the. How next do you day. hurt your groin? I I I think I thought it was basketball, but they said it was too much golf. You, I ripped my little labrum. Wait, you hurt yourself playing golf? When we were doing in the pandemic, <laughs> I, I I rented a place on a golf course and I haven't golfed in twenty years, and all of a sudden I was playing thirty six holes a day, and they 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 said that was a bad move. But when you were when you did Happy Gilmore, had yes, you I, had you played golf then? Yes, I, I, my dad. I used to golf with my dad, but I stopped when my kid, when Sadie was born. I stopped golfing. I was a member at Riv. Didn't golf at all. I went there twice in fifteen years or something, and uh, uh, and then uh, uh, all of a sudden I got uh, I oh yeah no it was when I was in Hawaii during the pandemic I started golfing again and then I, and then I got this stupid groin I can't finish a turn. I like I that the, the last time you played at Riviera didn't I talk to you right after that where two older guys yelled at you? Yes, <laughs> yelled at me so bad, man. It was insane. I don't. I won't get into it because uh, one of the guys I, I I met and he's a nice guy, but man, when they were going at it, they were uh, they were older and they were angry. One only one of them was angry. One of them was angry. The other guy was very nice. Do you play with anybody? No, 
I just go out and do, I mean, on occasion, I find myself with somebody that they'll, they'll tell me to come hang out. But uh, most of the time I just, I live on the same street. So I just kind of go, let me go down there. I played, I played with uh, Luke Wilson the other day. Luke's Maybe a, a month ago. Yeah. Luke's a, Luke's a, is he a good golfer? Very good. Very good. And Cheadle. I play with Cheadle sometimes too. And they, 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 uh, uh, but normally I just kind of shoot down there. I don't even play that much. I play four holes, go back home. I see <laughs> everyone's got to get dressed. I go, how long are you going to be? They always say like, we'll be ready in a half hour. I go, all right, that's two hours. So I go and play seven holes or something. Wow. Uh, your favorite scene in the movie is what? Rubbing the queen's feet, Queen Latifah. <laughs> Could have done that for, for days. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, 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 um, you might have to explain the scene a little bit more. Queen Latifah queen, plays your queen wife. Queen Latifah's my wife. I give her a foot rub. Every time they would say cut, I would say, what? It's over? They'd say, we got another angle. And I'd grab the queen's feet and enjoy it. Now, she was nice, man. She was great. And, you know, I loved all the hoop and being out there and getting to know all the guys. And, uh, man, I was with Coach Wright. He came to Philadelphia, the screening the other night. I just got to know so many players, so many. It was the best shoot. It was the best shoot. I lived in a house with a, with a basketball court in it. I mean, I was all hoop. That's all I did. I think that wasn't the best thing for my groin, but it's okay. Uh, the basketball player who took things uh, more seriously on the court was who? Nobody took it too serious, but I did see some cool stuff. One one time I saw Trey. Trey, and, uh, Trey Young. Trey Young and Anthony Edwards just screwing around from half court, just – going matching each other take a shot one would hit the other guy would go and hit and um it was just funny to see that it was like nine in the morning everyone's a little in a daze you look up and see those guys effortlessly hitting half court shots like like it's a normal shot I know. there's no struggle i know you know they don't go like i did at the jcc as a kid when we'd all line up at half court <laughs> and throw the ball and somebody would hit the rim we'd be like oh my god these guys just little natural shots boom i know the range is incredible what room is this in your house this is not my house this is my office um, they, I don't even know. It doesn't look good, but there's a bunch of pictures of my family behind me. If you, if I turn this around, you would see, uh, Oh, let me show you this gift. Somebody just got me. There this is, is cool. Mm -hmm. Adam Sandler. Right yeah. All right. I got you. The movie is uh, hustle available now on Netflix. Look at this thing, Danny. That's oh. a hoop. Oh, I like that. That's pretty cool. Huh? A, a golden hustle basket there. It came with one other thing for you. <laughs> Let me show you. All right. All right. It's it's this. I know radio does it doesn't play, but there's some booze here for you. It's uh it's a I think it's a good one. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I think that's like four hundred dollars or five hundred dollars. That oh, champagne. Well, yeah. well, got it. Go me, me, you, and Swartzen. Yeah, but you don't drink. I'll let you do it. What's the best? Yeah, I can do that. I I still tell people. <laughs> When we were in Hawaii and you introduced me to Dave Matthews and I went to shake his hand and yeah. I spilled my beer all over him when we were at the table. <laughs> he handled it like he a did. Chef, he, he did. I, I said, I'm, I'm sorry. And uh, he was surprisingly uh, generous and very funny. Oh, funny as hell. Gentle dude. Yeah. Great dude. Yep. Um, well, good luck with the movie, with our movie. Danny, we did good again. Now I got one thing I, I need to ask you. Uh -huh. I have a beard. I have a beard. Yeah. Who who do you know that trims their own beard and it comes out good? Because I got like every couple of weeks I go to a guy. Do you have Seton? Uh, Seton trims his beard. Well, yeah, but it's it, it, that's very generous calling it a beard. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly, you, you not exactly the strongest. But do you trim it with scissors or a razor? No, they have those beard trimmers. I'm afraid because uh, one mistake and then you, it's it's over for you. Well, why don't you have your wife do it? She doesn't want to touch the beard. She literally touched it last night and went, why do you have that? Wow. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> why do you have the beard? It's covering one of the biggest necks of all time. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep the beard, but have neck reduction surgery. 
I can't do that. I can't look you in the eyes and say I did that. So <laughs> I'd rather discover it. Would you do cosmetic surgery? You know, I never have. I I, I do I do fantasize looking better than this. <laughs> so <laughs> does no. your wife. <laughs> <laughs> she she deserves better, but yes, but it's, it's, it's disgusting what's happened. But I'm not kidding you. I saw some pictures of me in like eighth and ninth grade, and I I get what she was attracted to. It was fantastic back then. Yeah, but what happened? Danny, the same thing that's happened to you, buddy. <laughs> oh, okay. Return fire. Got you. Yep. I'll take off my shirt if you take off your shirt. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> no, not right now. <laughs> but I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to get in shape this summer. Right. I have one. I have a friend. Every time I talk to him, I say, how you doing? He goes, I need to lose 20. I'm going to do that, too. I, go, nah, I don't know, man. You said that last time. But I, but I'm gonna get it done. How about gonna... you and me? We're gonna be nude on the on the uh, on the lake. We're, we're gonna be water skiing on the lake. I, would you ever do that now at this age? You can't, right? Yeah, it's illegal. It's illegal. Uh, they, they don't allow that at most lakes now. Well, it was probably illegal when you did it. Not, not that I was aware. Of. I think <laughs> everyone else was doing it. It was fine. <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. I miss you. Love you, too. Talk to you soon. That's Adam Sandler. The movie is Hustle. We've made it number one. We. Team effort. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real Wood smoke, real. And you could tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Right Brand Bacon. That's called Right Brand Bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 